Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Hello again, my name is Clint Schwartz. I'm the lead pastor here at Lighthouse. Uh, if you're new and have not been to a newcomer's lunch yet, I would encourage you Go get a Starbucks, whatever you need to do between services, and uh, come back at 12.30. We would love to have lunch with you today. It's really your next step of getting to know us better and, and getting better connected here at the church. So I want to also welcome those who are joining us online. Thanks for tuning in today as well. So today is Vision Sunday. I've been looking forward to today for months Seriously, for months, and I'm super excited about it. This is where we spend some time celebrating what God did in 2022, and then we look forward to what God has for us as a church uh, and as in individuals here in 2023. So every year, I take some time and I ask God, I say, Lord, what is, what is the direction you have for us this year? What is, what is a, maybe a phrase or a word that you can give us that would direct us in the next year? And 2022, our word was passion, right? It was passion. The hope was that each one of us would grow more passionately in love with Jesus Christ. I mean, that was really my hope. I know that was what was stirring in my heart in 2022. And so we ended up um, having more nights of worship, more times of worship in 2022. And I think we had more passion in our worship in 2022. Anybody else? Can I hear you? Amen. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really a good year. We had um, five different nights of worship. One of them was outside downtown Elkhart. How many of you were at that one? Yeah, quite a few of you here. And then on New Year's Eve, we had two different nights of worship, and my worship team has now told me we're never going to do that again. It was. <laughs> but if you were here for both of them, they were awesome. It was, it was wonderful to have uh, those nights of worship. We also remembered Christ's death and sacrifice for us through communion, uh, more in, in this past year than we have in previous years, and uh, we're going to continue to do that, uh, just remembering the passion that Christ had for us through communion. Uh, we launched more cross-training classes, or cross-training as a, as a program, and we had 10 different classes with, with over 100 attendees, so that was a big deal. Uh, salvations, we had 32 p different people commit or recommit their lives to Christ last year, um, and then we had 17 people get baptized last summer. So really good things happen. And we were able to show our passion for Christ by loving the least of these around us through outreach and missions. Um, we had an Easter egg outreach where over 200 people came. Uh, we hosted a vacation Bible school with over 50 children. Ladies night uh, at Spa Ministries. Many of you ladies went over to Spa Ministries and and had a, a night of worship and games. And then we adopted 17 families from Westside Elementary uh, for Christmas. So our total outreach giving, because you guys know we set aside 10% to give back to our community and around the world, was $21,717.42. That's a lot of change there, right? Uh, and then in terms of missions, we had two mission trips last year. We had a team of 13 go to Costa Rica in April. That seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? And then we had seven uh, go to Uganda in August. And then we were raising money for the, 
the orphans over in the New Generation Dreamland Children's Home by selling those, those uh, drawings and, and photos. Um, and so we have raised $9,400 so far for that, for their education. And by the way, if you don't have one of those framed photos and, uh, and drawings, I would encourage you, we have them on the wall over here in the hallway. Just go grab one and take it off the wall and take it home and just commit to praying for that person. You know, that's all I ask is that you commit to praying for them. We still have several of those to get into people's houses, so you can just feel free to grab one of those. But we gave away in missions $24,914. That was quite a bit. And then our total between outreach and missions was $46,631 last year. I mean, that's pretty amazing. That's the most we've ever given away. Our uh, next generation ministries, young adults, children's ministries, students, all was healthy this past year and growing and good things happening there. Our weekly ties and offerings uh, grew this past year. Um, average attendance grew as well. And at the very end of 2022, uh, we bought the building. That was pretty fun, right? So we now own this facility. And uh, I think it, it's just, it's fun for me because for the last four years, I've been telling God, this is his house, right? I've been telling, this is your house. This is your house. Uh, but I've been doing that as someone who leases the building. But now we can say, right, we can say, God, this is your house because we are owners of this building. And I think that's pretty exciting. So that was a fun thing. Um, and because of your generosity, we were able to put $75,000 down on uh, purchasing the building. Uh, now, we still owe two seventy-five, two hundred seventy-five thousand, dollars but we're going to talk about that <laughs> in the weeks to come. Uh, we hope to pay that off quickly. But 2022 was a good year. It was a good year. It was a hard year in many respects, uh, but it was a good year, and we should celebrate it. Uh, God has been good to us. But like Matt, Pastor Matt said last week, we shouldn't dwell on last year, right? We don't want to live there. We don't want to stay there. We need to celebrate 2022. We need to learn from 2022, maybe remember it, but we need to move on from it, right? Onward and upward, right? We got to move on into 2023. And so as I've been uh, praying about 2023 uh, for us, for me personally, for us as a church, um, trying to listen to what God has for us. I believe he wants us to focus this year on a problem in our society that is affecting all of us to some extent, and it's definitely affecting the church. I believe that there is a commitment problem in our world today. A commitment problem in our world today. People are terrified to make commitments because we don't know what's going to happen, right? I mean, if 2020 taught us anything. We don't know anything about what's going to happen. And so we are afraid to make commitments. It's affecting our families, our work. It affects me as well. Um, this past week, we had a new printer copier installed here at the church. You can go into the office over here and take a look at it if you want. It's the Kyocera Task Alpha 2554 CI color printer copier with auto stapling. Uh, uh, uh. And I didn't even know this was a feature, but when you walk up to it, it turns on. It's a little freaky, you know? If you're in the office by yourself and you're just getting a cup of coffee and it wakes up and starts talking to you. It didn't say anything, but it turns on. It knows you're there. Um, now, our church 
has grown, our, our printing, copying needs have grown, and so we've been using these HP laser printers, and uh, we've just been using the snot out of those things, and they're, they're starting to say a, a little bit, you're using us just a little bit too much. And we found out, too, that uh, the cost of buying uh, ink cartridges for those, um, toner cartridges for those, was higher than doing a lease to own of this copier with a service agreement. So, um, so we looked at that and we said, this is a better product, obviously. It's, it's a nicer machine, and it's going to cost us less in the long run to use it. So it's kind of like a no-brainer, right? And so I got the, the lease contract five-year service agreement, and I printed it out, and I looked at it, and I, and I paused, right? I hesitated because... They were asking me for a five-year commitment. And I had to go, am, am I going to be here five years from now? <laughs> Is the world still going to be spinning five years from now? Is our church still going to be around? You know what I mean? I, I actually paused and hesitated before I signed the contract. I took actually a couple days and just kind of, hmm, let's think about this. We have a commitment problem in our world today. It's, it's a fear. We have this fear. And, and that was, for me, that was just a five-year commitment. But, but what about those lifelong commitments that, that are being made? You know, marriages. Let's talk about marriages. People are terrified to get married anymore. Um, in 1995, 58% of Americans were married. Today, it's, it's only 53%, so it's, it's declining. In 1995, 3% of Americans, of Americans were living together unmarried. Today, it's 7% and growing, right? You see that trend. And of young adults, in 1995, 5% were living together unmarried, but today, it's 12% and growing. People want the benefits of marriage without the commitment of marriage. Unfortunately, research has shown that if, that if you live together outside of marriage, you're less likely to be together later on. And it makes sense, right? Because if you're afraid to make a commitment, then well, what do you, you're probably not going to be committed for the long haul. When it comes to the workplace, people aren't as committed to their jobs as they used to be. All of the Business owners in here, can I get an amen, right? Amen. If a better offer comes along, employees quickly leave. And yet, we want the benefit of raises, of secure job security, promotions, and retirement options without committing to a job for more than a year. One of the highest expenses, one of the highest costs in businesses is the cost of turnover. When somebody leaves and then you have to recruit and hire and train and have them make mistakes, right, um, until they're, they're seasoned employees. And because of all of this, we're seeing it affect the, the cost of price, you know, goods, the cost of goods. And, and we've seen quality go down. If you've gone through a drive through recently, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I went to Wendy's. <laughs> And uh, the other day, and, and um, I mean, it was like 10 bucks to get a, a meal, which was crazy to begin with. And then it wasn't the right meal, right? I mean, you know, you know what I mean? It's just the way it works. So 
Prices are going up, quality is lowering. There's a commitment problem in our world today. So to me, it feels like this is our new definition of commitment. I'm committed as long as something better doesn't come along. Right? I mean, that's like, no, I'm in. I'm committed unless something better comes along. But that's not the definition of commitment. According to Webster, right, this is what it says. Commitment is the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause, activity, etc., an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. See, commitment equals dedication with restricted freedom. Commitment comes with inherent loss of freedom. And that is one of the things that we don't like as Americans, right? Our country was built on freedom. So we don't want to give up any of our freedom. We want to keep our options open. But almost every good thing in life, almost every good thing in life requires commitment to some extent. So we need to be able to commit, every one of us. So I've already said, you know, fear of what's going to happen in the future is one of those things, one of the reasons why we don't commit. But another one is, is fear of missing out, right? FOMO. You know, we think it's just a little catchphrase, but it actually is affecting our society to a tremendous amount. We're afraid to commit to something that might be good because we might miss out on something that's better. But if we live a life of non-commitment, we're going to miss out on some pretty great things. Let me give you an example. Well, first of all, let me read what Jesus has to say about commitment. In Luke chapter 9, one of his disciples said this to him about following him. He said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. So he's saying, no, if you want to follow me, like, follow me. Get into the game. Be all in. Don't keep wondering, is there something better back there? Jesus required a huge level of commitment from his disciples. And then King David, he asked a question in Psalm chapter 15 about being close to God. He just wanted to know who gets to be close to God. He said, in verse 1, Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent? Who may live on your holy mountain? I mean, those are great, great questions. And God answered and said, uh, over the next several verses, he talks about um, a person who speaks the truth, utters no slander, is good to their neighbor. But then in verse 4, he says this, who keeps an oath even when it hurts and who does not change their mind. So someone who gets to be close to God in his presence, one of the attributes is that they, they make oaths, like they make commitments, then they keep them and do not change their mind. See, it's one of the attributes of being in God's presence. So you guys have probably guessed what the word for 2023 is. It's commit. It's commit. I believe that this is the year for us to really reconsider and Make commitments in many areas of our life. Commit to growing our relationship with God. Commit to managing our finances wisely. Commit to caring for our physical bodies. Commit to investing in the relationships 
that God has given us. To no longer just let ha- life happen, right? And, and just kind of go with the flow and take whatever offer comes your way, but to make decisions that you know you're supposed to make, to commit to them and to follow through. Commitment makes us say yes when we want to say no. Commitment is the follow-through when we want to quit. And if I could be so bold as to say, commitment is the sun, soil, and water that grows the content of our character. Because when we commit for the long haul, God can do great things within us. So I believe that God is asking us this year in 2023 to commit. And I believe great things will happen within each of us, and I think great things will happen here at Lighthouse as well. But today, on your handouts, I want to give us just one main reason why we should live a life of commitment, and then I want to begin the process of challenging us to commit in different areas of our lives. So here's your uh, first feeling. But wait, look, before I give you that to you, let me pray. Father, I pray that you would be in the middle of everything that is said today. I know that there are some people today when I have said that they need to commit, there is something within them that wants to push back and say, no way, I'm not going to do that. And that is their flesh. I really believe it's their flesh. It's, it's within all of us. We resist being told what to do. We resist um, we really do. We resist making commitments. Um, but Lord, I pray today that we would hear from your Holy Spirit and that your voice would be louder than any other voice in our hearts and our minds today. And Lord, give me your words to speak, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so one reason we should live a life of commitment, I believe this one with all my heart, we get to be part of really big things. We get to be part of really big things. When we commit, Because I believe that we all want to be part of something big, something that's bigger than ourselves, but it is going to take commitment for it to happen. I want to give an example of Jesus with his disciples. There's a story in the book of John where Jesus feeds the 5,000 with five loaves of bread and, and a couple of fish. And so he has this large crowd you know, 5,000 plus that start following him around. And uh, he's trying to preach to them the good news, but all they want to talk about is food. You gave us a free meal. Moses, you know, he had manna. How about you give us some more food? And they just, they got all confused because they were all about themselves and not what Jesus had to say. So Jesus just kind of drew a line in the sand and he said this, hey, you want something to eat? Eat my flesh. You want something to drink? Drink my blood. And they got, like, weirded out by that. <laughs> but he was talking about communion, right? He was talking about how he was going to give his, his body for us and his blood poured out for us. But he said this in such a drastic way that they took offense at it. And this is what happened in John chapter 6, verse 60. It says, on hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? And aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? And then in verse 66, it says, from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. 
This was now hard. They were confused. They didn't understand. And they decided to stop following Jesus. But, verse 67, you do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the 12, the 12 apostles. And Simon Peter answered him. I love Simon Peter because he always answered for everyone. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And the 12 disciples, the 12 apostles, they stayed committed even when they didn't understand. Right? They didn't understand what was happening, what was being said, and they stayed committed. Now, because of that, Scripture goes on to say that they, they were able to witness Jesus healing a man born blind, like he was born blind. They were there when Lazarus was raised from the dead. Jesus gave them the authority to heal the sick and drive out demons themselves, so they got to be part of that. They were the first to see Jesus when he rose from the dead. And God reminded me of this this past week. In Revelation, the book of Revelation, it prophesies about what is yet to come. And in Revelation, at the end of Revelation, the new Jerusalem will come out of heaven and settle here on earth. And it's surrounded by this huge gate, this huge gate, and has 12 foundations underneath the gate. And on those foundations is written the names of the 12 apostles. I just, that's all because they stayed committed, right? They, they didn't understand. They were confused like everybody else, but they stayed committed through it all. And because of that, they were able to be part of incredibly big things. When Rose and I first started uh, leading young adult ministry about 10 years ago, um, we heard about a New Year's Eve conference for young adults. I think it was in Kansas City. And it was um, like three or four days, something like that, over New Year's Eve. And uh, our young adults had actually talked to us about it. And so we looked it all up and we said, man, this looks really good. Thousands upon thousands of young adults would like come down to Kansas City and they would all come together in this big, huge coliseum and worship and pray in the new year. And I thought, this would be a great thing for our young adults to do. The issue, though, was that if you wanted a hotel in that town, you know, in Kansas City, you had to get one early, right? You had to get one early. So we started talking to the young adults and said, hey, we're going to create a registration uh, for this at the end of the year. I know it's several months from now, but we need to, to get our hotels now. So we need you to register. And you know what happened? They wouldn't register. Well, that's, that's several months from now. I don't, I don't know it, what I'm going to be doing, right? Maybe there's going to be something better coming along. And so because of that, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't get a hotel. We couldn't get rooms. We couldn't get registration. And New Year's Eve came and went that year. And all of those young adults missed out on a huge, awesome event because they wouldn't commit. They wouldn't commit. Guys, a contractor won't build a house unless somebody commits to paying for it, right? We can't achieve a college degree unless we commit to going to school for those 
many, many years. And of course, a marriage requires two individuals to sign on the dotted line, right? To sign their life away and commit to their, to their spouse. The fear of missing out is a lie. Let me just say that. That fear keeps us missing out. It's the fear itself. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. When we are afraid to commit, then we miss out. So your last, your fill-in is when we commit, we will experience more and miss out on less. When we commit, we will experience more and miss out on less. So my hope this year is that we allow God to work within each of us and look at the areas where we are supposed to be committed and that we will evaluate decisions, we will commit to things, and then we will stick to them. And I believe it will affect us in a really good way. Now, over the next several weeks, I'm going to give us several opportunities as a church to commit to different things. And I want to list three of those, just the first three opportunities to commit this year. The first one is this, to commit to the fast. We talked about it last week. You should all have your fasting commitment cards. So we're doing a 21-day corporate fast. We've been doing this the last several years, and it's, it, it is difficult to commit to 21 days. I've done fasts in the past, and uh, I like the one-day fast or the two-day fast, or the three, because it's, it's, I'm a sprinter, and it's, it's over almost as quickly as it begins. 21 days, when God told me to do this several years ago, I was like, this is long. That's a commitment. What if pizza has a sale during that time? <laughs> what if Starbucks does the buy one, get one free? I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen three weeks from now. And it was hard. So I'm asking you to commit for 21 days. Now, there are benefits to fasting. I went over this last week. Um, we gain spiritual strength, spiritual connection, spiritual power, self-control, and endurance. I have seen in my life and in the lives of others great gains by fasting and committing to a fast. So there are huge benefits to it. But let's take out, you guys all got your fasting commitment card. I want to walk through this real quick. Um, some of you have already turned it in, which thank you for that. Um, but you put your name, email, and phone at the top, uh, just so we have your contact info. And the first option is the Daniel fast. The Daniel fast is basically giving up everything that tastes good for 21 days. <laughs> and so if you think, okay, what tastes good, you can't eat it. All right, that's basically it. Um, you're left with fruits and vegetables. I know some of you like fruits and vegetables. Fruits and vegetables, what, grains, nuts, berries, you know, you're eating like chipmunks, basically, for, <laughs> for 21 days. And there's a couple of examples of that in Scripture, and, and great things happen spiritually during that time. You don't eat meat, you don't eat uh, cheese, dairy, sweets, you know, those kinds of things during that 21 days. And if you've never done one of those, I would encourage you to get on it. You won't die. I'm just going to let you know now, we can actually live like vegetarians. I didn't know it was possible until I tried it myself, but you can actually do it. And it is a sacrifice. It was really, really hard for me the first year I did it. 
I dreaded it for months. I mean, literally, because you guys didn't know it was coming. I did. And I'm like, oh, this is awful. All the way through Christmas, it was an awful year because I'm going, we're going to do this fast. I gotta, can't eat, can't drink. It was awful. Anyway, so we don't get real legalistic about it. You can go to the website, you know, I mean, to Google and, and look up Daniel Fast, and they have all the cans and cans. Just essentially, just look at it this way. If it tastes good, I can't eat it. All right? That's basically what you do, and it is a sacrifice, and it is really, really good for you. So some, some of you are going to sign up for that and say, for 21 days, and again, we're talking about a commitment. For 21 days, I'm going to do this, um, the Daniel fast. Um, second option is another type of food fast, okay? Giving up something you really like. Now, for some of you, you might be thinking, well, I want to give up social media, or I want to give up Netflix, or watching TV, and you can do those. I mean, you can add that to your fast, but I'm asking for us during this corporate fast that we all give up some type of food. It might be, um, you know, giving up pop, it might be giving up sweets, you know, whatever, but we give up something for the entire 21 days, all right? And it should be something that's hard for you. You know, like if you eat pie once every three weeks, don't write down pie and say, that's what I'm giving up. <laughs> it should be hard. It should be hard. This, the sacrifice is what makes it powerful. And so with great sacrifice, I think there are great gains. And with little sacrifice, there's little gains. So, so pray about it. Ask God what he's asking you to, to give up. I know many of you have already been doing that. And so you can write it down. Now, during that, that fast, some of you might choose to fast like a meal, like I'm going to give up breakfasts, you know, or I'm going to give up lunches or something like that as well. So, so that's the other food fast. And then the last option here is the complete fast. This is where you give up all foods for a period of time. So you really, you, like you don't eat anything. You just drink water, basically, for a period of time. And uh, I'm asking all of us here, to do that at least one day during the 21-day fast, especially on Friday, February 10th. So if you're doing one day, pencil that one in if you can, and then come on Friday night when we break the fast together. We have a night of worship. We have communion with big old rolls, you know, bottles of juice. It's a wonderful time. And then we even do a carry-in. So you bring all that food that you gave up, uh, and you share it, and I eat all of it. So it's a wonderful time. Um, so, so, yeah, I'm asking all of us, that's a big commitment, to not eat for 24 hours, and it's hard to do that. Um, but you won't die. I've done this before. You, most likely, you won't die. If you do die, fasting, that's a good conversation to have with Moses. <laughs> I was fasting, Lord. Hey, Moses, how'd you get here? You know, you get to actually have that conversation. So, no, you should be fine. If you have medical conditions, consult with your physician, but um, we fast for medical procedures. We can do this, right? We can do this. Um, and some people are going to do more than one day. Like they're, they're going to do two or three or four or five or seven. Uh, this, this year, God is challenging me. You guys can be praying for me. Um, I'm going to do the Daniel fast in the front end, and then I'm going to do a complete fast on the back end. So 10 days of complete fast, which will be the most I've ever fasted. And um, we might have Matt do a lot of preaching during that time. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, so mark on there 
the fast starts this Saturday, all right? It starts this Saturday. And when you turn in your card, that's the commitment, right? Like you fill out the card, you put your name on it, you turn it in, you're making a commitment. We're going to know about it. We're going to be praying for you. Uh, you'll be on our prayer list. And then we also have on the back prayer requests. So you can write down what specifically you are praying for through the fast. Um, and then we will also join you in those prayers. And we will be praying with you for those things. So you can turn that in at the Welcome Center um, after service. Two more opportunities that I'm going to share today about being committed, more committed in 2023. The second one is this, to commit to reading our Bibles daily. I think as a follower of Christ, we can all agree that reading our Bibles is important for our faith walk. And it's difficult to do it because we have the world our flesh and the devil all fighting against us to try to keep us in the dark for what God is trying to say to us through his word. So the commitment can help us say yes when we want to say no. So I'm going to challenge our church family this year to get into the habit of reading your Bible every day. Reading your Bible Every day. It's called our daily bread. Give us God our daily bread, all right? It's the bread of life. It's God's word. We should have it every single day. Now, if we read one chapter a day, we will read through the Bible in about three and a half years, okay? That's how long it'll take to read through the entire Bible. If we commit to reading two chapters a day, you know, it might be, you know, a little less than, than two years before we finish the Bible. But what I'm going to be asking us to do, many of us, is to read through our Bibles completely in 2023. All right. Statistics say about 61% of evangelical Christians have ever read their entire Bible. 39% have not. And so if you're part of the 39% that has never read your entire Bible, this is the year where you can get the encouragement, because uh, we're going to kind of do this together, and to read through the entire Bible in one year. So next week, we're going to hand out a Bible reading plan that is the start of reading through your Bible uh, in 49 weeks, right? So it'll actually start the Monday, not tomorrow, but the following Monday, um, and it will be done on Sunday, December 31st. And it's something that I'm going to be reading, my wife will be re reading, many of our staff will be reading this same plan. So we're going to be on the same page, literally, you know, as we read together. And it'll be a challenge. It'll be, you know, close to four chapters a day. It'll take you 15, 20 minutes probably every day to, to read through it. Um, but I will guarantee you that you will be glad that you did. There has never been a time, I can tell you this, that I have sat down and read my Bible and wished that I hadn't. Not once. When God has spoken, me, spoken to me through the pages of Scripture, I've never regretted it. Never regretted it. And so my hope is that to expose all of us, you know, through teamwork, right, um, that we can get through our Bibles in 2023. And even if you've, if you've never read your Bible and that seems like a lot, man, just commit to starting to read a chapter a day. But just get into this habit of reading your Bible yourself. Because Sunday mornings, we, we are scripture-based, right? We're gonna, I'm going to read you some scriptures. But 
a few verses a week is not going to be enough to sustain you spiritually the rest of the week, right? It's just not. So we need to learn to read our Bibles on our own every day. And if, if you've never done anything like this or you want to know how this is all going to work, um, if you need help with installing the Bible app, because we're going to have the Bible app be one of the, the, the tools for us, um, come sign up for the How to Read Your Bible workshop um, tomorrow night. Matt is going to talk about how to understand what we're reading, but he's also going to talk about the process. He'll actually have those Bible reading uh, plans with him so you can get a head start on what we're about to do. You'll know about it, okay? So sign up and come tomorrow night. And then the last opportunity to commit for today is to commit to attending church every Sunday the next eight weeks. The next eight weeks. We're starting a new message series next week that I'm super excited about. Um, it's titled All In, Giving Life All We Got. Giving life all we got. So the hope is that we will not let life just pass us by, right? That we'll take life by the horns, you know, and we'll, we'll ride that, ride that. I don't even know what that analogy is about. What is taking life by the horns? Ride a bull. There we go. Take the bull by the horns. All right. But we can... Let life just simply happen in 2023, and we'll get to the end of 2023 and look back and be no different. Maybe be just a little bit worse, just a little bit older, right? Maybe just a little bit crankier. I mean, that's what can happen in 2023. And so in this message series, we're going to take some time and really dive into how do we go all in in many different areas of our life and so that we are proactive and not reactive and that by the end of 2023, we've actually made some strides forward in several different areas. To get the full effect of that, though, you need to come every week. Now, church growth experts would say, don't ever have a message series that's more than six weeks. That's just too long. People can't hang on to that. <laughs> They'll not come to all of it. I'm just saying, this is eight weeks. I couldn't get it done in six. So I need you guys to just commit. Say, no, I'm going to be here. Now, if you're sick and throwing up, stay home. Watch us online. If you're out of town on vacation, yeah, you can't, but you can still watch, you know. But if it's not that, come. You know, try to make it every single week. Okay. So our word for the year is commit. And over the next several weeks, I'm going to be giving us more opportunities, different areas of our life that we can, we can commit. Three is enough for today. You guys would all stand. So for a prayer opportunity today, I just want to pray with anyone who has struggled in the area of commitment. Either people have said that about you, that you don't follow through or um, you don't keep your word, or you just know that 
you, you don't make the commitment because you know you won't. Or there's fear associated with that. And you're just missing out. That's not the life that God wants us to live. And I believe that God can break those tendencies in a prayer. Can I get an amen on that? Because I have had tendencies like that broken in me in a prayer. So there is power in prayer, and there is power when you step out of your seat and you come up and ask for help. God honors that. His word says that he will give us good gifts if we ask for them. So we have to ask. And so today, we're just going to have that simple opportunity to, to get prayer so that you can commit to the things and follow through to the things that God has for you. Okay? Um, I'm going to pray a prayer dismissal, and then uh, we're going to do that prayer afterwards. You just make your way up here, and we'll, we'll pray for that. And then also, we, like every Sunday, we have a prayer team that is ready to pray with you about anything else that's going on. Just come up and sit down in the front row, and a prayer team member will, will come up and ask you to pray with you. And again, if you have things going on, this is a great opportunity come up every Sunday. It's okay. You're not going to wear us out, right? We are here to pray and to pray with you. So if you have something going on, come up and sit in the front and let somebody pray with you. We would be glad to do that. But I'm going to be praying specifically for anyone who this whole, in this whole area of commitment, you just want some more prayer, all right? So that you can step up and stand into that, all right? Well, let me close this in prayer. Father, I thank you for everyone that's here and Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do in 2023. I'm already super excited. God, I've been excited about it for, for months, Lord. And I can just see the fruit on the back end of this. As we go into 2024 and we look back, I just believe there's going to be a ton of fruit as we learn to commit. Commit to what you have for us, Lord. So Lord, if there are people that would benefit from more prayer, I pray that you give them the boldness to come up here and let us pray with them. And for the rest of us, Lord, I pray that we would leave here excited about what you're going to do and that your light would shine through us and to the people around us, Lord. And we praise you and thank you for all that you've done in 2022. And we give you the glory for what you're going to do in 2023. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofinner.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.